0: Well, welcome to the Pregnancy Help Podcast. My name is Christine Grimmett, and I'm here with Betty McDowell, our Vice President of Ministry Services here at Heartbeat International. Uh, We have a guest with us today, he's a speaker and comedian named Derek Tennant. I also want to mention before we get started, we have the Heartbeat Annual Conference coming up. It's going to take place March 30th through April 1st, 2022. Uh, So we're holding that in Jacksonville, Florida next year. So go to Heartbeatservices.org and click on training if you'd like to get more information on that.
1: Thanks so much, Christine. It's really great to be with you today. Um, I am really excited because we get to have a friend of the pregnancy health community and friend of Heartbeat International with us. And for our listeners today, I'm just thinking about, we certainly live in such interesting times when I think about what's happening on the political front and pandemics and all that crazy stuff that doesn't want to seem to go away. And I thought it would be really nice for us to take a moment, just to take maybe 20 minutes and take a break from all the stuff that you're doing and have a chance to just enjoy and kind of drink in some joy today. So Uh, One of the things that that I have found in my personal life and here at Heartbeat International is that humor is our drug of choice. Our work is really hard (laughs) and it's nice to be able to um, take a break and find some things that bring us joy. I think scripturally, you think a merry heart is does good like a medicine. And so when I think about a joyful spirit, when I think about a happy heart, when I think about positivity. I tend to think of Derek Tennant, and so Derek's joining us today. Derek, tell us where you are today, because
2: you're always I listener. am in a parking lot in Syracuse, New York, because my watch was two hours behind.
1: <laughs> That's okay, Derek. We can handle a two-hour delay. So
2: awesome! And you said you said that uh, humor is your drug of choice. Does that make me your dealer today? <laughs>
1: <laughs> First one's free. Is that how that goes? Yeah,
2: something like that. <laughs> like that.
1: No, um, it is. It is. And and Derek, um, I just know having a conversation with you and having a chance to follow you. I was I was actually watching Dry Bar the other day and watching your work. And I, I sent it out to friends and some family. And awesome. it actually started this really kind of fun, um, I guess, like a riff maybe is the right word, back and forth with my siblings and uh, back and forth, saying, "Hey, tell uh, tell Derek that we think he's right on." Um, like all those <laughs> kinds of things. Then. Yeah. So they just really appreciated your humor as well, and so it was really fun.
2: Awesome. And people
1: who don't know you, who just heard me say that, probably have no idea what the heck I'm talking. This about. is so true. Yeah. Why don't we start out, Derek, by letting you explain a bit about like your story and um, who you are? Like, because I have questions for you. So. I want to hear right. your story, who you are, and then maybe tell us how you got connected to the pregnancy
2: health community as well. Awesome. All right. Well, first of all, I'm blessed. I just I have a great life. I um I um the right on comment is because uh, my left side is paralyzed, um, and that happened when I was 14. I was a uh, and working towards a career in sports and uh, had some some good success and everything. And then one day, I just had a headache. And I went into a coma. They told my parents I would die that night, which I didn't. So that was step in the right direction. Um, I, I lived in I lived in a wheelchair for a long time. Um, had brain surgery. You know, just years of rehab, learning how to talk and walk, just like I was a baby. You know, starting all over. Um, and the end result is that you know I basically can't use half of my body. But uh, um, you know, you do the YMCA, and I do the LOL. You know, that's kind of how. <laughs> it doesn't stop, by the way. Sometimes I feel left out.
1: Oh, no, please talk to us about your your basketball experience. That was good.
2: Oh, I did actually. Yeah, I played. Well, I played basketball before I got hurt. But then after I got hurt, football was my favorite sport. And I couldn't play football with one hand. You just can't. So I started focusing on basketball, uh, you know, as a white short guy that can only use one arm and uh, got, got to a point. Um, and we talk a lot about this in our in our motivational speaking as well. That that I played competitively overseas, um, and uh, but I think you may be referring to when I played when I was in a wheelchair, right? Is mm-hmm. that- yeah. Okay, okay. So that was uh, those guys are serious, and I was terrible. You know, I mean, think about it. I had one hand; I just kept going in circles. You know, <laughs> but ev- but eventually, though, you, you got to stick with it because eventually, I started beating every one of them. You know, once once I learned to walk again. <laughs> Defense. All right, <laughs> I, I I didn't do that really. But I, I did volunteer to be their um referee, right? You know, to be because I you know and they wouldn't have me, believe it or not. They actually said I was too one-sided. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
1: No, it's it's good. I it's I I've actually heard some of these before, they still make me laugh. Oh,
2: that's a good thing. Your, yeah.
1: I love your perspective. I love your attitude.
2: Yeah, look on the right side, you know. <laughs>
1: So how did you get connected to the pregnancy health
2: community? Well, that's probably because of uh, my hero and my best friend initially was the the, the contact. Um, my sister is, uh, you know, she's unforgettable. She's amazing. She's one of these people, you know, she's beautiful, funny, successful. Everybody knows her name. You know, she owns her own business and all that. And I'm just Julie's brother. You know, that's how people know me. But it's okay. I'm fine with that because she is that amazing and beautiful. And uh, Julie has Down syndrome. For those who don't know, that's an extra chromosome. Um, And what's cool is my grandfather taught us that it's not an extra chromosome, but you and me are missing it. Yep. And he called it the love chromosome because they know how to love better than us. And if you had the pleasure of meeting anybody with Downs, you know that's true.
1: And
2: we've had the pleasure of knowing Julie, and she
1: is amazing. She's she funny. really is. She's funny. She's hilarious. She,
2: she calls you out a lot. Oh my gosh! I mean, she's funnier than me. I mean, I'll just go out and say it. You know, I just figured out how to make money off of this. You know, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she's definitely funnier than me. She like every show that we do. You know, we do you know comedy clubs, churches, you know, pregnancy centers, everything. We're so blessed to do shows together, and she'll say things on stage because she's so you know, genuine, right. You know, whatever's Mm -hmm. in her mind, like we did this big corporate event that paid really well. And, uh, I'm on stage, you know, they're all in suits and, and the event honestly was kind of boring, you know, but I want to get this gig next year. Right. You know? So I said on stage, I'm like, guys, thanks so much. This has been great. I go, right. Julie. she looks at me and she goes no she's like this is boring (laughs) and guess what they hired us back because that was so refreshing they were all bored they were all bored too you know i was just trying to schmooze them Uh, but she's amazing we uh we did an event with mike huckabee together Mm -hmm. and he was speaking before us and uh and julie loves him we've been on his show and we're we're buddies but she says to me, she's like, I'm kind of bored. Can I go? Because <laughs> Mike was speaking. And I said, yeah, you know, I, we got to you know, come back in 10 minutes because we're on after him. So she leaves. And while she's gone, Mike talks about her on stage. And this is an event where there was, you know, several thousand people there. Mm-hmm. And if anybody likes attention more than me, it's my sister, Julie. You know, <laughs> so she gets back and I said, Jewel, while you're gone, he talked about you. She goes, no. And I said, yeah. She goes, what did he say? And this is what he said. It was pretty cool. He's, I love this guy. He says, um, when I see Julie Tennant, I'm reminded that a person with Down syndrome is just as important as the captain of the football team. And Julie goes. Which football team? <laughs> I mean, it kind of matters, you know, what if it's the Browns, you know? I mean?
1: <laughs> hey, hey, you're talking to a girl from Cleveland. I
2: can't say that. Well, I'm a Jets fan. I got nothing to say, you know, so <laughs> but her, her perspective is so beautiful and pure and uh, she's amazing. And we, you know, we got uh, invited to Heartbeat, I think was our very first connection mm-hmm. to this, to the whole pregnancy uh, life, uh, you know, community and somebody and you know and transparently it's because you know julie and i love our life right Mm -hmm. she's got a you know a a intellectual disability i have a physical disability and somebody you know saw the possibility of you know capitalizing on two messed up people who love life you know (laughs) so that's, that's, you know, every life has value, right? And that's, you know, we organically kind of, that just happens by us being who we are. And every
1: life is messed up, by the way. Just Well,
2: just. yeah, <laughs> ours is just a little more obvious, yeah. But Julie's, a, she's just, well, you know her, she's just a joy, you know? I mean, we did a, <laughs> this is sorry, this, it was a big event. Uh, I don't know, it doesn't matter where it was, LA maybe. But after the event, the television station there wanted to interview us. Mm -hmm. And and Julie and I talk about, you know, our main message is that just that the value of all life, right? You know, that, uh, you know, like um, she has, she'll say, I have Down syndrome, uh, Derek's paralyzed, but we love our life, you know, and then she'll talk about our family and we have a brother and a sister and they each have kids and they're married and, you know, and we're single. And she's like, we all love our life. Right. So the TV channel live says, Hey, can you guys uh, tell us your story? And they handed me the microphone. And I said, well, actually, Julie can. I wanted to sort of empower her, right, you know? And uh, so live TV, Julie says this. She looks right at the camera. And she's like, sure. She goes, well, we're both handicapped. I have Down syndrome and he's single.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the cameraman, like, dropped the camera. It was hilarious. And she realized that she, like, got our two phrases, you know, combined. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry, Derek. And I'm like, no, Jewel. I'm like, I've never written anything funnier than that. Like, we're going to be using that the rest of our life.
1: So that makes me want to ask you this question because you really right. are funny. I, I really, I have enjoyed your stuff. How, as a comedian, like, where does that come from? Like, where do you draw from? Well, you know, life. New stuff, especially.
2: Yeah, life is funny. You know, it just is. And, and you know, and to a large extent, you know, comedians notice the same things everybody else notices. Um, it's just that we write it down. Like you'll see something funny and you'll think, oh, that's funny. And then you go on with your day. I write it down and try to make a joke about it. You know, like I was, I was in McDonald's, you know, two days ago and the guy in front of me goes. Yeah, can I get a number two? And I was like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm like, don't worry, buddy. Any get anything on that menu? You're gonna get a number. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> See, we already you know, heard it's potty
2: jokes. I know it's already, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Isn't every meal at McDonald's a number two? Come on. <laughs> talk about, talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, so just life happens. And really, you know, comedy is uh, th- th- I forget that somebody said comedy is tragedy plus time. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, it's just how you choose how you react to things. Stress is a choice. Sometimes it's the right choice. I choose more often humor or, or love, modeled by Julie. And uh, the opportunity through the obstacles in our life is what, what gives us the, the biggest platform for that. Right. You know, and, and the cool, you know, we what we share is that I can't imagine a bigger obstacle than a pregnancy that wasn't expected or wanted. Well, what an opportunity, right, for joy because it's life, there's no greater joy.
1: Awesome, because I know like you are on the road. It's not like you have a place that you specifically call home, or maybe you do. But no. what is what is like life like for comedian Derek Tennant? Like, what's what's? I know there's probably not typical, but what would what would kind of the be a description of your life? Because I also also let me say, I I do like follow you on social media, so I see the the Delta pictures. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I love Delta, man. I mean <laughs>
1: So tell us, kind of give us a sense of what life is like for you.
2: Well, I just, um, everything that I own fits into a carry-on bag. Like all my possessions. I don't have a house. I don't have an apartment. Um, My motto is live simply, love wastefully. And that's what we try to teach people to do. Um, And I think about it like this. If you imagine a bank account where if you spent $200, then all of a sudden somebody put $1,000 into your account. Mm. And if you spent $500, somebody put $10,000 into your account how would you spend your money? Right. You just buy everybody's lunch. You'd go out and waste your money all over the place. Well, love is the only thing that's actually like that. Isn't that awesome?
1: Yeah. yeah. So,
2: so we say we should love wastefully. So I, and for me, that manifests the simple part of it manifests and just, I love to travel. I love meeting new people and I don't love spending $1,500 a month on an apartment, you know? <laughs> so I just, yeah, yeah. and, and pre COVID I was working enough, you know, through comedy speaking to churches um, and then doing amazing events like we get to do with you guys um, that I just stayed on the road. And if I had a couple of days off, I, you know, I'll just go to the Bahamas or whatever, you know, <laughs> I mean, no wife, no kids that helps. too. I've seen those you know? pictures too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, there's a lot. They've slowed down a little with this whole COVID thing, but I, and, and you know, it doesn't hurt that I'm single. I'm able to do that. You know, I mean, I mean well, I don't have a wife, but I do have a better half. So um <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh no, that
1: was funny. There was
2: that was <laughs> that, that's a new one. So but I uh yeah, so I stay in a state of travel. You know, I'm in I, I just looked at my schedule in uh two and a half months, I'll be in 13 states. And uh two weeks ago I was in four time zones in one day. Um and to me, you know, people like that stresses people out. I love it. You know, I love I've had three meals a day in a sky club. Several times, you know, I mean,
1: are really nice. They are. I know. They're
2: awesome. People are like, you know, they'll say to me, "Don't you get sick of hotels?" I'm like, "Are you crazy?" You know, when I go back to my room, my bed is made. Does that happen at your house? You know, (laughs) you know, and I don't, you know, I use three towels when I shower, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and they're clean, you know, and you don't like. I never have to buy, you know, certain things. If you think about, it, I don't have to buy, you know, like shampoo. I never have to buy or toothpaste television if I can get it out of the hotel quick enough um you know stuff like that <laughs> no but I just I love it it just fits my personality and my lifestyle I don't recommend you know what I'm doing as what you should do with your life you know sell everything mm-hmm. and and then oh and I only have seven shirts I think you know that like right yeah. now I'm wearing my Tuesday shirt I had to look but I it's Tuesday. 14,
1: 14 sleeves is that
2: right? yeah 14 sleeves is the name of my brand um <laughs> So, you know, live simply, love wastefully. That's what I, that's really what I try to do with life. And, you know, I'm writing a book right now. I don't know if you know this. No, Um,
1: no, tell us about that.
2: It's called Selfish Generosity. Um, Because if you get it right, um, it's genuinely going to give you more than what you think you're giving away. And it sounds sort of cheesy and cliche, but it's true. Oh, it's true.
1: It's true. It's true.
2: So I feel selfish sometimes be, with the opportunities I have to, you know, go out and love wastefully. It really gives me a lot of joy to be able to do that. And it almost feels selfish. So I think, and I just think it's a clever name too, that'll get someone to pick up a book off a shelf, you know?
1: That's interesting that, that you shared that because um, I don't know if we'll keep this in the podcast or not, but just, just briefly um, after my dad passed away, it uh, turned out there was this little insurance policy and I'm one of seven children. And so when that insurance policy was uh, cashed in and and all seven of us received some funds, it wasn't like a a lot of money, so Mm -hmm. several hundred dollars, it wasn't uh, an enormous amount. And so as siblings, we were talking about what we would do with that. And one of my siblings bought a table and and would invite people to come sit at the table out on her deck. And another one uh, took their family out for a meal. And I ended up taking holding the cash in my pocket and decided I would spend a year uh, giving it away as I felt led by the
2: oh, that's awesome. It
1: was the most fun that I have ever had um, to be able to give a significant amount of money, leave it behind for someone that I didn't know who had been cleaning my room for a few days when I was traveling, or um, to go up and take care of a long line of uh, servicemen who were buying coffee and to just pick up the whole tab for them. Oh,
2: that's awesome. And
1: it, it was, you're right. It was, um, it was selfish at like there Aren't very many people I've ever even told that I've done that now.
0: I've done this perhaps on a podcast, unless we cut it out.
2: No, you um, got to leave it on the podcast. That's a perfect example of what I try to encourage people to do.
0: I'm the editor of the podcast, in my <laughs> stage, so too bad, Betty.
1: You but, but you're right, it, it. And when I look back on that, like I was so sad when that ended. Um, I could still continue the generosity, but it was really mm. an honor of my dad, and I just kept thinking no, that's so cool. That he would like and. And it was, um, a selfish is a good word for it because it, I was so much more blessed than, um, right. Than anyone and it was
2: worth so much day. more than that money. Right. You know yeah, I
1: mean? it was.
2: And people recoil at the word selfish, but it just means that it feels good. You know, when it's, I read an article, it's actually pretty cool where I got, um, part of the ideas for some of this, it said, every time you touch a $5 bill in your life, put it in your pocket and then put it in a shoebox at home or whatever. And they said at the end of the year, you know, you'll have a thousand dollars and go buy that lazy boy chair that you weren't going to get or something like that. Right. So I started doing that. And in the first year I'm like, wait a minute, this money is in my backpack and it's out of my mind. Right. Like it was, it's not money now. So I just started giving it all away exactly like you described. And it was so electrifyingly fun. And then the cool part of it, if you're a financial person is, I've since switched that to $2 bills. Um, every bank that I walk into, I buy every single $2 bill that, I, that they have. And then I give them out to somebody taking out the trash or, you know, somebody that you typically wouldn't give a tip to or something. And you would not believe the effect of a $2 bill. And it's left less than half price of a $5 bill. <laughs> But it has a way bigger effect. And just giving is so, and, and it's like, you know, psychology discovers this stuff. Jesus talked about it over 2000 years ago, right? You know, oh my goodness, being generous makes you happy. You know, wow. Yeah, we kind of knew that.
1: Wow. That brings me back to really the pregnancy health community. Because when I think about those working in pregnancy resource centers or medical clinics, mm-hmm. adoption agencies, um, eternity homes they are the most generous people of their time their talent mm. their treasure and um, so it's always such a privilege to be a part of that community and how they serve because they inspire me and I know they oh my gosh as well um,
2: yeah we work it into the, to the rider that we come in like two days early every time we speak with a center and that is Exclusively selfish, you know. We, you know, we would love getting to know uh, the community, the the volunteers, the board, whatever. And um, Julie love like her best friends are all over the country, from pregnancy centers. Mm-hmm. And if you ask Julie, she's been in uh, for, over, she's been in forty states, and I can't remember how many countries. Wow. And you ask her where her favorite places to go is, and she's like, um, Arkansas, uh, Ohio, <laughs> because it has nothing to do with the place she couldn't tell you one thing in Arkansas other than her friend, Um, you know, that lives there. So that becomes her favorite place. Isn't that awesome?
1: That is awesome.
2: That's Um, Julie.
1: So Derek, how many, um, you may not even know the answer to this, but like how many pregnancy centers have you, or you and Julie been to in terms of doing like banquets? Um,
2: that's, that's hard to say. I don't know. Um, And we definitely don't go out to do 30 in a year or whatever, you know, because we want it to be three or four days that we're spending time making new friends and hopefully genuinely impacting. Um, And, you know, at the banquet, we can say, you know, you should see the carpet in the center. Anybody work for a carpet company or, you know, whatever, you know, there's ways. It, where we're on the team instead of just being the guy that makes you cry and open your wallet. I can do that too, but um, <laughs> and, and Julie's better at it.
1: Cry and you can make us laugh.
2: Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. you know, they, they psychology has proven that when your emotions are really high and really low in a really short amount of time, that's when you're most pliable and um, teachable and in turn generous too, you know, so it's pretty cool. Um, and Julie's got some great stories, so.
1: I have just a few more questions for you. So sure. where can people like if they're interested in in hearing more about you or seeing some of your comedy, um, where would you direct them to check you guys out?
2: Uh the easiest thing is is just if you go to bleepfree.com, as in there's no bleeps, B-L-E-E-P-F-R-E-E dot com. That's where I that's my most recent comedy special is posted okay. there. It's from Dry Bar. But um that's the easiest, but the best thing you're gonna to want to do is find Julie. And uh you can find us. Um uh, you can go to thelovechromosome.com and I'm not gonna to try to spell that. Julie can spell it better than me. <laughs> but um and we also this is fun, we do a live show every single day, Julie and I, 365 days a year. It's on five different Facebook pages and uh I think three YouTube pages. And all we do is tell jokes and be silly and you'll just get to see Julie be Julie. I mean, she's so fun. And, and we've got watchers in Morocco. We've got watchers in the Philippines and, you know, and it's, there's not a lot of people watching on any given time, Mm -hmm. but there's people that, that consistently watch it all over the world. And, and really there's no, um, I, Julie has a line of apparel, right? It's called Julie's cool shirts.
1: I have two of them and I love
2: them. super soft and they don't shrink, that's right? That's what she would tell right. you. Yep. yep. and that's so that kind of that's sort of like not that it's a it, it's just us, but I say that sponsors the show. So I call it the shirt show because I think that's funny. <laughs> Julie doesn't think it's funny. <laughs> but we oh. but the shirt show is it's every day at 321 because Down syndrome is a third number 21 chromosome. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's 321 PM Eastern because Julie lives in New York. And then I'll be, you know, virtually there from wherever I am. And it's, it's really a lot of fun. And then social media wise, I guess we can put the links in the, in the podcast or whatever, but my, my stuff is 14 sleeves, one, four sleeves. And Julie's is love chromosome or the love chromosome. And I actually recently, I combined my Twitter and my YouTube and my Facebook all into one page to make it easier. Mm -hmm. It's called the twit face. (laughs) I'll meet you, Derek. Okay. Don't go there. Don't go there. Maybe that should be edited out.
1: <laughs>
2: but we love, we love people and we'd love to connect anyway. It doesn't have to be speaking at a banquet, but if we, so a lot of times a mom's pregnant with a downs kid mm-hmm. and Julie will write them a letter and she'll be like, you're so lucky. You know, your kid is just like me, you know, and then we'll send them some videos. So we, I mean, we, it doesn't have to be money. doesn't have to exchange hands for us to be on your team we would be so honored just to, to serve any way we can to support life hundred percent.
1: That's great. All right. Next question for you. So we know people who are listening, if you, um, not if, you should take a break every day to be able to smile and to laugh. So you can tap into some of those links that we just talked about for Darren. Absolutely. At the moment you have an opportunity in this very moment to just speak a word of encouragement to those who serve in the pregnancy health community who are going to be listening to this podcast. Once we go uh, public with it, what would you say to them? Give us a word of encouragement for that.
2: Man. What a, thanks for putting me on the spot, by the way.
1: <laughs> hey, you're welcome. It's my job. It's what um, I, I the big bucks for
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, I would just say that, man, you know, I mean, life is jam packed with challenges and obstacles and nobody sees that more than the front lines of a pregnancy center, you know, not just the pregnancy, but all the, things that they smash into, you know, full speed ahead and see, but everything is an opportunity. You know, every obstacle is an opportunity and the bigger the obstacle, the bigger the opportunity, right? That, and here's the thing that, that, you know, that's the thing you say, amen to a church and all that. And, uh, but it doesn't make you feel better when you don't have food on the table or that kind of thing. So the beauty is that, you know, the way I look at it, you know, our job is not to understand God. I know, you know, unquestionably that God loves me, created me, and makes no mistakes, right? He doesn't make it, and I think most people listening, if not all would agree with that, right? So if he didn't, doesn't make mistakes and he made you, then you're not a mistake. And whatever situations going on didn't surprise him. You know, I, I don't think God was making Derek and he was like, oops, oh, sorry, you're gonna be paralyzed, I got distracted. <laughs> you know, I don't think that happened. But see, here's the thing, our job isn't to understand God. Man, if we could do that, we would be God, right? So here's the, the, the encouragement. Um, If God was small enough to be understood, he wouldn't be big enough to be worshiped. And our job is to be his friend and to trust him. And I find that I can focus on that even in the middle of these crazy storms um, that I don't have to understand. I can't. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to take that energy and try to put it into trust in him. And he never fails.
1: So it's pretty. That is a that's a really great word, Derek. I'm so glad that you shared that with us. I have one more awesome. question for you, my friend. Sure. Uh, what are you doing in March, the end of March in 2022?
0: We lost him. He's like, Ha-ha. he didn't want to answer
1: the question. We'll have to edit <laughs> no. that up.
0: Will he call this back? This is the worst time to jump out of
1: this. <laughs> He's so funny.
0: Is it a joke?
1: I wonder if his phone there died.
0: Is. He's back.
1: Okay, we got to keep that in. That was too funny. That was like a total cliffhanger.
2: So Julie was calling me and I tried to, and never oh, in my life, so funny. Never, never in my life would I ever say this, but I tried to reject Julie and I rejected <laughs> you guys.
1: So there's, well, there's some wisdom. You made a good choice. Okay, it's
2: so actually 321. So our show started and I didn't set it up. That's why oh, she's calling. But, okay. so but no, this is a great wisdom. You, you said you had one more question. One more and question. I my denied last question. You.
1: Yes, okay. you can cut me off. So nah, I'm cut that me off. guy. <laughs> cut <me off> this <laughs> time. I want to know what you're doing um, the, the last week of March of 2022. If you're game, willing, able, I think you would be such a joy and a blessing to join us in Jacksonville, Florida, and do an evening of comedy and joy with our attendees at the Harpy Conference. What do you say to that?
2: Uh, well, I definitely was going to be there, but if you, that you're going to make me cry, that would be awesome. We would love only if I can bring Julie. Oh, that
1: would, that's even better. That's and even
2: I know better. that you're really inviting her and I just am like the driver. So I'm not yeah. stupid. Julie's,
1: Julie's brother.
2: <laughs> yeah, would you, that's right.
1: would you, when you go on your live show with uh, Julie, would you ask her for us? Um,
2: oh yeah, I'll do that. You... I,
1: that'll happen in five minutes. Yeah, okay. I'll do
2: that for sure. Right. No, but thank you. That would be Awesome. We, I've always, you know, we, we're always there with a booth and, you know, we get to do workshops and stuff, but I, I would love the opportunity just to connect and love on our friends that uh, are on the front lines. That would be awesome.
1: And we would love that opportunity as well. So, so
2: consider this a yes. And, right. and I can. I can convince Julie, I think, to be the center of attention again.
1: (laughs) Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate you taking time to be with us and um, hope that our listeners were blessed. I know I was just hanging out with you, Derek. Well, me too. So thank you for taking time. Um, I know that you need to move on to probably another state, another time zone. um, (laughs) So appreciate you always looking on the right side of life. uh, That's
2: right.
1: And we will talk to you soon, my friend
2: sounds awesome. Thank you so much, guys. We love you.
0: Well, like Betty said, we have the annual conference coming up the last week of March. So stay tuned for more details on that um, as well as when registration opens. You can check out updates on heartbeatservices.org if you click on training. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pregnancy Help Podcast. You can go to heartbeatinternational.org slash podcast to subscribe and share this with your friends and we'll see you at conference.